Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Those the words of Keyshawn and J. Will earlier this morning, yesterday. We know Clay Thompson is one of the best two-way players in the NBA, hands down, but it is frankly just too bad what's happened to him. It's two different injuries, and it could be two and a half years between games for him. Injured in the 2019 NBA Finals, injured playing a little pickup, running around on Wednesday in Southern California, right Achilles injury, and he is done. Today, actually, fellas, marks 520 days since he's played a game. You put another full season on the books. I know it's 72 games, not 82, but it's going to be a while. We'll hopefully see him opening night of the 2021-2022 season. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Warriors insider Nick Fidel, who's going to join us here in just about nine Nine. minutes or so. He will tell us exactly what's going on, the Warriors' immediate reaction, and what the plan is moving forward. As you may know, they have made a couple of moves to try to bolster. But, fellas, every day at about 4.30 or 5.30, you guys know this. want to bring the listeners inside. We get together to just chat about what's happened in sports and what we might talk about the following day. And we do it for about a half hour, and then everybody goes to watch the games. We'll see you all in the morning. Yesterday, our call lasted over an hour because somebody broached the simple subject how many superstars are there in the NBA? And this call, when, we'd still be on the phone talking about it if we could be. The question, though, is, before we talk about how many superstars there are in the NBA, Jay, Key, Jay, let's start with you. What is your definition of a superstar, transcending sports, within the sport, whatever, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty. How many superstars are there in the association? But first, Jay, how would you qualify the term superstar? So during the draft, uh, Reese Davis looked at me and said, hey, who in this draft would you say has the best chance to be a superstar? I said, man, I just don't throw around the term superstar lightly. I I don't see any superstars in this draft right now. I I see stars, but superstars, you're in that that upper, upper, upper echelon. Like you're in that elite of the elite of the elite. So for me, my credentials to be a superstar are, first of all, you you have to have wanted, like not all the time, not everything, Win a chip or being close to winning a chip, um, a regular season MVP or a finals MVP, or you have to have so much swag, it just oozes off of you. Like, people know who you are when you walk down the street, like outside of basketball to a degree. So, and all those are different things. This, it doesn't have to all be fit in one box, but you can have this or that of those different things, right? So, with that being said, here are my 11 superstars. I only have 11, uh, 350 basketball plus players. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. Superstar. Kevin Durant. Superstar. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Super, yes. Yeah, yeah. Superstar. James Harden. Beard superstar. Giannis. Star. Mm. Steph. Superstar. Anthony Davis. NBA superstar. Okay. Russell Westbrook. Superstar. Kyrie Irving. He's a wizard with the ball, man. We've never he, su- su- people know him. You su- may not like the way you know su- him, but you know him. Superstar-ish. Okay. And then I go, I go Dollar Dame, Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar, NBA superstar. Okay, so those are my eleven superstars. Now I can see, depending upon how you look at this, right? Like I know Key is on the verge with Dame. Like I feel like I've seen a lot of Dame everywhere. Plus Dame is. During this bubble, I think it was even another level. Him averaging close, I feel like, 45 points. I mean, what he was doing there 
was the talk of the town, literally put that team on his back to get them to the playoffs, was next level. I just feel like Dollar Dame is, is, is a huge name in basketball, and people are finding out about him more and See, more. See, for, for me, when you say superstar, much like, much, much like Jay said, I'm just throw, oh, he's great. He's going to be great. Slow down. He's a superstar. So I throw in everything that Jay said about how his definition is superstar. Mm-hmm. But I look at the superstar thing as if international, all of the makeup, on the court, off the court, all the snack, crackle, pop that, like, as you say, oozes off of you. When you walk into a room, everybody goes, hey, man, is that so-and-so, and so-and-so? And you might be somewhere, you might just be walking down the street somewhere. And so if Anthony Davis, for instance, wasn't seven feet tall, mm-hmm. would people even really notice, right? That's how I look at it. And so if 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 you take these guys and they go international, are they recognizable to a whole nother level? Like when I look at football, like there's only two people that come to mind for me in football. It's Tom Brady, and it's as crazy as it may sound, OBJ. Because of the Twitter world, the Instagram world, all the followers. Not, Pat, not Patrick Mahomes? Not, not Aaron Rodgers? Not yet, though. Really? I don't, I don't know. Maybe Pat's getting there. See, I only counted five in the NFL. I think Pat might be getting there, and Aaron Rodgers Who's is probably. Aaron Rodgers probably is there. That, I yeah, mean, I would say those. I would those, probably say Aaron Rodgers is there. I would say the four that we just mentioned, and the only other one I would say is because of how he's been able to do it, winning Super Bowls with Tom, is Gronk. Because people, people know Gronk. But I, I'm not I saying think, he plays at that level, but I feel like everybody knows Gronk. I think here in the United States, everybody knows Gronk. Not internationally. I, I don't see it's it's so weird, man, because growing up and being a being around certain major mega athletes that are superstars, when they travel abroad, that crowd just shoo. So Tom Brady for sure, because of Giselle and the internet yeah, like yeah, that's, that's the OBJ that's, is just culture all the yeah, way around. That's what I'm saying. Right? That 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 culture all the way around playing in New York, being part of the little model scene, the the hair hanging over the face. Just I'll tell you, I'll tell you about stuff. Aaron Rodgers. This is this crazy key. It's like, and you talk about international or national appeal, definitely with the States. Like, I watched in New York, uh, uh, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He got drafted from Wisconsin, Sam, Sam Decker, got drafted from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We're out at this club called Avenue. Uh-huh. No lie, key in New York. I'm inside. Sam Decker is outside with like 10 other people, and Aaron Rodgers is with Sam Decker. And I'm going up to the door guy, and the door guy's like, nah, man, they're not going to get in. They're like 10, 11. I'm like, yo, you know that's, you know that's Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> like, you know it's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Yeah, but that's. But I, I know it's New York, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there's certain places sometimes, like, Tom would but never, you would what, never have Tom Brady stand outside a club. But see, that's the you know same what I mean? thing. Or that's OBJ. the same thing I feel when we're talking about some of the basketball players on your list. Like the You're bearded right. guy, I mean, it's the beard. How you not? The dude is MVP, 40 racks, all of that. Identifiable. Ste- identifiable. Steph Curry, identifiable. Obviously, LeBron James. And when we get to Dame Dollar, we know him. We love him. We appreciate him for what he is, whether it's the rap game and the bars that he drops or whether it's his shoes or whether it's he dropping 50 on somebody. We know who he is. But do other people outside of the sport – appreciate him and know who he is. You see, I'm inside a sport sometimes. I'm too inside. So I I like I mean I get your point. That's all I'm saying. I, I get your point. See even Kawhi. Like Kawhi too. Even because Kawhi. of the personality, right? So 
I mean, if you're really talking about to that degree, you only have, I mean, I'll ask you about this. I mean, everybody knows his game. Is Kevin Durant a super, his game is, his game is, but is he known the way LeBron James or Steph? I I feel like he is. Okay. I'm not. I, I like don't work is. in the marketing department, so I don't have no. But I the feel like he is. But I feel like he is, and the reason that is because he left OKC in a controversial way. He became the MVP. He led the charge. He's he he he's. It just feels that way. Okay, so LeBron, Kevin Durant, the beard, Giannis. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I I just don't. I don't from, think so. I mean, from Greece, international superstar. I think so. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like it to me. Okay, so you're at three. Like, I don't see Giannis other than the NBA. Steph? You have Steph? Yeah, Steph played golf. He all over the place. His wife's a cook. He's relatable, he, he four, smaller four, guy. Four, right? Smaller guy, relatable, got a 40-foot shot, cute little daughter on television, right. all of those yeah. sort of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, Luca. I don't not, know much about Luca international appeal. Okay, I mean, even though where he's from and how he's played. Yeah, I don't I, know I can, much about I that. I can understand that. Russell Westbrook? I think Russell. He's kind of like think, OBJ a little bit, right? Yeah, he like got culture that, yeah. icon, but the weird is he clothes internationally, though. I think he is okay because of the weird clothes. The you know he uh, triple double, little edge to him. Problematics at, at times with with KD. I think all that helped kick his game up. Brand Jordan. He's the face of Brand Jordan. Okay, and then the last one would be Kyrie Irving. I feel I I don't know about Kyrie, man. Internationally, you got to tell me because you that's really more your wheelhouse is that Kyrie basketball. So for me, it's if Kyrie, I wasn't Kyrie's if I wasn't massive if, in China. If I massive. wasn't if I wasn't a basketball fan, I probably I probably just be like, oh, that's another guard. But if I, but I'm because I'm a basketball fan, I know who Kyrie is, and I'm like, oh, that's Kyrie Irving. Like if he was it's, standing in man. line, I'd be like. Yo, man, it's Kyrie. What y'all doing? This is so good. Like, this is why I actually want to take calls from people about stuff like this, right? Because I watch Devin Booker. I'm like, yo, he's superstar basketball wise, brand wise. Like, like he's in Phoenix. You don't get a chance to see him rock out. See, he doesn't have that you massive use the appeal. Word, when you use the word superstar, then you use the word brand. I have to put those together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, to me, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, like that's like superstar. That's like super, superstar. Shaq as a big. Is a superstar. I mean, that's what you know. Even though block he eats office. a lot of pizza, you know, it's, it's like. But block office, you're talking about like major, maybe like stars. But that's superstar. I mean, yes, all those guys on the list are NBA superstars within their within the United States and NBA circles and fans. But do the common fan that really doesn't watch basketball can sit at home and see him on television? And go, oh, that's so and so. Fair enough. The one logistical argument I would make before we talk a little more Warriors and Clay Thompson is that yeah, <laughs> essentially only two countries in the world play American football. The United States of America and Canada with the yep. CFL. Basketball is a global game. There were more than 100 players from foreign countries on rosters at the start of last season. So when the game is global and you can be big in China while playing for the Brooklyn Nets, that's something no football player is ever going to be able to do because of the dearth of countries that play any sort of American football. Another, another about, guy. About Kyrie Irving, I mean, just think about this. Like Joe and Clara Sai own Alibaba, right? It's one of the most successful companies there is in the world. Right. Like their distribution over in China for Kyrie and KD is at such a high level, but you don't get a chance to feel that when you're here in the States.
Fair enough. The uh, size, the owners of the Nets, Alibaba, essentially the Amazon of China. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Merrill. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith Incorporated, registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Let's go from A to Z. And let's begin with Andy Dalton. This is a double whammy, guys, if there ever was one. A double dose of bad news. You know he had the concussion that knocked him out back at practice Monday after three weeks off. He then unveiled, after I got the concussion, I also had COVID. His wife got COVID. One of his sons got COVID. Two of his other children did not. Key's explanation in his statement right there says it all. Andy Dalton on the whole ordeal. COVID, you know, it, it hit me hit me hard the first day that I had it, and then it, it, it gradually uh, started feeling better. And then uh, by the end of it, I was, I was ready to get out of quarantine and, and, and get back up here. Bad couple weeks there, bro. Man, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, but Jay, I almost feel like that's like a secondary issue here concerning his health. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just shocked. I didn't even know that Andy Dalton had COVID. I, just that story never popped up anywhere. I didn't see it. This is the first I heard of it when you mentioned it this morning. So. Indeed. And if it's all systems go, he will start Sunday in Minnesota. The Charlotte Hornets, you may have heard, Jay was their front and center the other night. They la- uh, drafted LaMelo Ball, third overall pick in the draft Wednesday night. Michael Jordan is known as the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. But yesterday on first take, Max Kellerman said he might be the worst thing of all time in another category. Michael Jordan's track record in the draft is awful. Jordan, the, the surprising thing is Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of bad owners. He's the greatest athlete in the history of world sports. And he's been awful in terms of identifying talent and then cultivating it once it's on the team. Like, what's he ever done? They're perpetually bad. Um, the record is not good. <laughs> you going to have me say anything bad about the GOAT on national radio and TV. I'm all right. I mean, well, I, I, you, I, yeah, the, the record speaks for itself. But. I'd like to be Michael Jordan any day of the week, I'm bad cool. owner and bad everything. So, yes, I'm good. A bad I, day for Michael Jordan's a great day for everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest about it. You know, <laughs> hey, you can't get them all right, man. That's right. On that note, shout out to Kwame Brown. Let's talk Warriors. Ooh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Clay Thompson has suffered a full tear of his right Achilles. He was already coming back from a catastrophic injury. It is devastating. You know, an Achilles, everyone uh, hurts here. So it's the injury everybody's talking about. But with Clay, sadly, you got to specify which injury you're talking about. Are you talking about the one in game six of the 2019 finals, the last time we saw him play a game, or the one suffered earlier in the week? which is an Achilles tendon tear. He is now out. It could be, if the calendar is right, two and a half years between games. We're looking forward to having him back at the start of the 2021-2022 season. Nick Friedle has been all over the Warriors for years, and he joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Nick, good morning. First thing, just a response in and around the organization on the news. Zoom, and everybody's just depressed. I mean, they were so excited leading into the draft and in the fact that Wiseman was there at number two, he was number one on their board and and they were just really looking forward to having Steph Clay Draymond and then plugging in Wiseman and seeing what Wiggins could give them. And then the range of emotions in those couple hours before the draft. And then after the draft, they really couldn't even celebrate because everybody was so sad about Clay. I mean, he is the guy behind the scenes 
with all the star power in that locker room that sets the tone for everybody else. And that's why Kerr and all those players, they love him. And so to know that he's going to be out again for another year was just crushing for everybody involved. Nick, can you give us any insight into how Bob Myers and company dealt with the news of Clay Thompson literally hours before the NBA draft? Did that make their decision challenging, more challenging, looking at other guys like LaMelo Ball, considering he was going to be available? Jay, Bob addressed that right afterwards and said, look, Wiseman was our guy. If he was there, we were taking him. And obviously the emotions involved right before the pick are unprecedented. We've, we've really never seen anything like it before where a star player who has won titles in an organization gets another serious injury right before you've got to make a, a huge selection for your future. But all along when you talk to people in the organization, they love what Wiseman could give them. And they're confident that once he gets into their system, playing and learning alongside Draymond, that he can be maybe that bridge or, or potentially down the line a, a trade piece. Nobody knows for sure. But Wiseman all along was their guy. And I just don't think anything that happened with Clay changed the focus when he was there at number two. Nick, is there any concern in, uh, within the organization that whenever Clay is out, the volume that then is put on the shoulders of Stephen Curry seems to be incredible, right? It, but those, <laughs> him playing at that volume with the ball in his hands, it seems like that inevitably has led to injuries for him as well. What are they doing to combat that style-wise? How are they trying to lessen the load on Steph? Well, Jay, that's something that they're trying to figure out. As we speak, and over the next few weeks, they're going to have to find different ways because I'm with you. When you watch Steph those last couple of years and certainly going into last season when they knew they weren't going to have Clay, the question was, well, just how much is going to be on Steph's shoulders? And Steve Kerr was pretty honest up front. He said, Steph's minutes are going to be limited. I mean, we're trying to get him to 32, 33 minutes a game. So to try and balance that again now and juggle the fact that Clay's not going to be out there, uh, it's going to be difficult. That Steph's a little older. I mean, as much as he wants to be the guy and he can still fill it up from anywhere on the floor, this isn't the same player of a few years ago. There's got to be some balance. I think Kelly Oubre, when that deal finally becomes official, I think he'll help offensively. And they're banking on Wiggins, guys, to be more motivated night to night to take some of that burden off Steph, especially on the offensive end. But there's no way around it. You lose Clay. More pressure is going to be on Steph to deliver. And as much as he may want to, everybody knows he's going to have the ball and he's going to be shooting it uh, as much as we've seen. Nick, how does this injury affect the style of play, though, for the Warriors? Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to change? Or are they going to just try to stick with the same style? Gee, I think they, they've got to stick with the system. Uh, they, they've just got to keep running it and running it and hope that – it, it works in a similar fashion because, guys, let's face it, all the players that we've named, aside from Wiseman, who's still kind of a question mark on what he's going to be able to do on the, the NBA level, these are all offensive guys. I mean, Draymond is, is the key piece defensively. But after that, you're not relying on, on Steph or Wiggins or, or Oubre, any of these guys to give you some – Huge de defensive edge night to night. They're going to have to outscore people. And the, 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 the 
real key in all of this to me is they trust in the system that Steve Kerr has put in place. And when you take Clay out of that, I, I just don't think a, a championship is possible. Uh, he, he did too much on too many levels for the group, but they can still be competitive. But to your point, you have to be competitive by racing up and down the floor. You can't rely on some defensive prowess that hasn't been there uh, when you're taking guys like KD, Andre Godala, all these different guys, Sean Livingston over time. I mean, people have to understand, guys, these Warriors coming up were going to be different even if Clay was healthy. Yeah. Now he's not again. And these Warriors aren't the Warriors that we came to know and respect when they were making all those championship runs the last few years. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to ask you, without being a homer like myself, a Laker homer, but um, <laughs> where would you have had them with Clay in the West and without Clay now, where would you have them? Before the season, I mean, in the last week, I figured if you plugged Wiseman in, if he was the guy, I thought the Warriors could be in that top four in the West and really push in the postseason because we all know nobody wanted to see Steph Clay and Draymond in the playoffs after all the experiences they've had. Now, honestly, I think in a best case, this is probably a five or six seed. And this ties back into what Jay was talking about earlier. This is banking on Steph staying healthy and producing at that high, high level. And Draymond being motivated and setting that tone defensively night after night. Wiseman developing to a point where they can count on him for all the things they're going to need him to fill in and do. And Wiggins showing a different side of his game that he didn't show consistently in Minnesota. So there are a lot of question marks on this roster and there, there always were, but again, clay was kind of the safety net for everybody. He just went about his business. He dominated on both ends of the floor at times. And he went home. Kerr has called him the ego list superstar many, many times. And you take him out of that, that picture. And there are a lot of different issues with the roster that Bob Myers and his staff are going to have to fill up here soon. Nick, we got 30 seconds for a quick answer on this one. Uh, You said, is Andrew Wiggins, if this team counts on him to be aggressive, I'm asking you, are you counting on him to be aggressive and picking up that slack this season? No, no. Jay, I've watched him way too many years in Minnesota. He's a really nice offensive player, and there are times you look and you go, wow, look at what he's doing. And there are far too many other times where you're just like, is he on the floor? What is going on? Why isn't he putting up the points, playing defense the way everybody wants him to? So, no, I, I've i never been sold on Wiggins. I think the system will help him in Golden State, but I don't know still if you can count on him night to night to be that difference maker. And that is Nick's opinion on Wiggins, who will pair with Ubre, Wiseman, Steph, and Dre. That's the starting five. We'll see how far they can go, and Nick will be there to chronicle it the entire way. Nick, thanks for waking up early this morning. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, boss. Oh, you got it, guys. Good talking to you. Thanks, Nick. Once again, free agency, 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. Training camps December 1, opening night December 22nd. A reminder, the flyweight champions will go to war at UFC 255. Figueredo (laughs) defending her belt for the first time against Alex Perez and then Valentina Shevchenko defending her crown for the fourth time. You'll see it all on ESPN+. Plus. UFC 255 exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $64.99 or sign up now to get UFC 255 and an ESPN Plus annual plan for just $84.00. 
$1.98. Visit ESPNplus.com slash PPV for more details. On the way, how will the Saints handle their first Sunday without Drew Brees? Our NFL insider with the answer next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Drew Brees has multiple rib, rib fractures, both sides of his chest, and a collapsed lung on the right side. He's going to miss some time here. The question is, how much? Look, he took a, a significant hit in that game, and certainly there's a, an element of recovery. I think this goes Jameis Winston, but I think you'll get more Taysom Hill. Those the words of Jeff Saturday. Those the beats, I believe, of Mary J. Blige, if I'm not Whoa, incorrect. okay. How about that pull? I, I got you, man. How That's about Mary that J. pull he got out it. of me? But is this, is this Mary or is it Mary? Because there was a Mary before there was a Mary. No, now. I think this is like later Mary J. Blige. No, this is. If I'm not mistaken. This is. But I'm not the authority on I think this. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is the middle. I don't know what idea. I, he's just married to me. No, nah, because Mary was strong in the beginning because Mary was feeling it. And then when Mary got a little, you know, her music changed a little bit. And Mary she, coming back power, though. But when she was Mary, it was that, whoo, she was feeling it. She was letting you know how she felt. I'm going to have a Costanza walk-off moment. Jay would get that one as a Seinfeld. I'm done. Yes. Mary J. Blige, one for one. I'm out Surprised the door. Surprised you haven't <laughs> used any mass references here on the show <laughs> that's since true. that's Key's favorite show. <laughs> He is in the age demographic. So that's great. Mash. Probably yeah, please. <laughs> One serious piece I did of have G.I. Joe, little men, though. <laughs> G.I. Joe, the American hero. Indeed. A uh, quick piece of serious news here, fellas. And we're experiencing this all the time, but sometimes it's the caliber of player that raises the attention on this. The Browns tweeting from their official Twitter feed that they have placed defensive end Miles Garrett, their $100 million defensive stud on the reserve COVID-19 list. Certainly doesn't mean he can't play. Certainly like Ben Roethlisberger's situation last week. Testing negative. We'll see what happens. The Browns are set to host the Eagles on Sunday, looking for their seventh win of the season. The Saints have already got to that point. Ed Werder joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Eddie, you may recall earlier in the week, was the first guy to be all over the Drew Brees rib injury, the punctured lung, reported the second opinion that Drew was going to get and joins us this morning. Uh, if you could put any sort of timetable on it, Ed, from the reporting and the people you talked to on a return for Brees, what are you hearing? The only thing I know with any certainty is that nobody knows with any degree of certainty how soon Drew Brees might be back, including Drew Brees. Uh, I mean, I think he recognizes that every case is different. There are a lot of variables here to consider because it's not just rib fractures on both sides, but you've also got a collapsed lung. And on top of that, I think the thing that's really been overlooked, Zubin, is in, in what, from what I understand, his shoulder injury, his right shoulder injury, 
but was so painful as of last week that he didn't even realize that he had fractured ribs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the week before. Uh, so I, I think the only uh, thing we know for sure is that Drew Brees will get back as quickly as he can. How soon that is, I don't really believe anybody knows, but I do think it's interesting that to this point, um, the, the Saints have chosen not to put him on IR, which would uh, keep him off the field for a minimum of three weeks, which suggests to me that they're not sure this is a three-week injury. And let's assume that Jameis gets the majority of the snaps during the course of the game, although we know that Taysom Hill will get sprinkled in here and there. Will the mm-hmm. offense be a little more explosive with Jameis, or will Sean kind of do some of the same things that he did with Teddy a year ago? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question because obviously Jameis Winston has a different skill set than Drew Brees. He has a, a, a more arm talent at this point than Drew Brees does, but he also – uh, has a history of making a lot of mistakes. And that's, to me, the one thing that the Saints really can't afford. And it is the point that they emphasized last year uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the defense played better. Give the defense a chance to have an effect on the game and make up uh, somewhat for the absence of Drew Brees. And, and that's how they won five straight games last year. So, to me, the most interesting thing is, can Jameis Winston have those turnovers coached out of him by Sean Payton, and can he feel like they can still make explosive plays uh, without forcing the ball down the field like he's done? Uh, and as to your point about who's going to get the majority of snaps at quarterback, you know, if you look at the five games that Breeze missed last year with the finger injury, Bridgewater took 304 snaps at quarterback. Taysom Hill took 13. Hmm. Go figure. Um, so they, 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 they are the team that by far has had two quarterbacks on the field the most in recent years. In fact, the Saints have had 542 offensive plays since 2018 with two quarterbacks on the field, which means Taysom Hill's on the field with the starting quarterback. The next highest team is the Ravens with 60. So I think you'll see a lot of Taysom Hill. But to your point, I think it makes the most sense to leave him in that unique role he already affords you and then let Jameis Winston do what he does best and be the quarterback. And Andy Dalton is set to return from COVID and, con- and a concussion. What are the expectations of yeah. him moving forward? And also, I can't believe I'm about to ask this, can the Cowboys win the division? <laughs> well, um, to your first question, uh, you know, the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott to a season-ending injury in week five, and at the time they were the most explosive offense in the game. Uh, since then, they've had just two touchdowns and 47 possessions under three different starting quarterbacks. And Andy Dalton really did not has not performed well in his two starts. He, there were blowout losses to Washington and Arizona, Dallas was outscored 63 to 13. Dalton had has three interceptions, one touchdown pass, and the touchdown pass came when they were down 31 to three to the Cardinals. So, it's interesting to me. Not surprising, but interesting that you know Jerry Jones still says that uh, Dalton's the best backup quarterback that that he thinks the Cowboys have had in his three decades of owning the team. So it appears there was no serious consideration given to Garrett Gilbert, who had the best performance by a Cowboys backup because he nearly beat the undefeated Steelers uh, right before their bye week. But Dalton does have a huge advantage in experience. He started 135 games and Gilbert just won. Uh, and Dallas does feel, as ridiculous as it sounds, as poorly as they played, at 2-7, and seven, they've lost four straight games since Prescott's injury. The Cowboys are simultaneously third in the NFL draft order and also just a game out of the win column in the NFC East, the easiest remaining schedule of the NFC East teams. So, yeah, they they think they're still in it, and I guess 
realistically, they are as ridiculous as that all may seem. R. Ed Waters joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Ed, how difficult is the NFC West? Well, I've, uh, uh, I saw the uh, game the other day. I was at the uh, Bills-Cardinals uh, game, and I was, re- I was really impressed with the Cardinals except for the fact that they have the number one offense in the league, but they go through these really long periods of time where they not, not only don't dominate, but they're kind of dysfunctional and unproductive. And I think we saw more of that last night than mm-hmm. normal. And I think the reason is, you know, they really need Kyler Murray to be able to run the football. And, you know, he got, I think he injured his shoulder early in the game. Uh, I think they backed off using that element to protect him physically. He only had five runs for 15 yards, the fewest uh, this year. And they're like one, six, and one when he doesn't rush for at least 30 yards. Uh, I think the Seahawks are still the best overall team. I think they've got the best quarterback. And if they can put together sort of the, the Pete Carroll blueprint that we saw last night, be able to run the football, take some of the pressure off their defense, which should get better as Carlos Dunlap gets integrated, as Jamal Adams becomes a bigger factor again coming off his injury. I know in covering the Seahawks, that's what Pete Carroll felt would happen is that the defense has been the worst in football history but that it was going to get better as their personnel improved uh, late here in the season because of health and and the acquisition of Carlos Dunlap. No more long lead-ins, Ed. Oh, I'm sorry. You remember that? (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? (laughs) Are we talking about about Boomer? Yeah. (laughs) I just was sitting here thinking about it. It was so funny. Inside joke with me and Ed. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to guess it's a three-hour show. Can I go 31 seconds? No, you can't. You must go 30 (laughs) seconds. Ed, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thanks. Thanks for the end of the walk-off, Keyshawn. Bye. Mike drop moment. By the way, long week for both teams. Arizona, as Key had said earlier this morning, they'll be at New England when they get back on the field Sunday. Long flight. November 29th. Long flight. That's a long flight, man. With a loss coming at. Long flight back home. Long flight. Thinking about it. The weather. Bill Belichick pushes the button, snow, rain, (laughs) sleet, just saying. And then Seattle will have the extra, extra long week because they played on a Thursday last night. They'll play on a Monday. We won't see them again until the 30th on ESPN when they will be in Philadelphia. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. On the way, actually, I want to say one thing real quick. Miles Garrett, we just mentioned that with the COVID, by the way. Miles Garrett has now been ruled out mm. for Sunday. Browns, Eagles put on the COVID list like Roethlisberger was last week. You saw him play on Sunday. We're not going to say Garrett played this Sunday when the Browns take on the Eagles. Diana Rossini just reporting that on the COVID Reserve 19 list, out for Sunday's big game with the Eagles, with the Browns trying to get their seventh win of the year and trying to get one of those wild card spots. On the way are smart picks in sports and movies. And if you love the X-Men, you'll love this next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. One more thing before we let you go. Those are our smart picks on the way in just one moment, but we wanted to give you the final results of our poll question. Who will win the NFC West off of last night's big Seattle win? This is Steve Kornacki, MSNBC style. We're breaking it down to the percentages. 71.2% for the Seahawks, 16% for the Rams, 9.9% for the Cardinals. And uh, if 2.9% of you don't get drug tested immediately, then have chosen the 49ers <laughs> to be the best team in the NFC West. I certainly well, cannot help. Those you. are the few 49er players that are <laughs> doing right, that. Right. The few that are actually still healthy and able to uh, get out onto the field. All right. So our smart picks are brought to you by Red Box. Every Friday, Red Box smart picks. We go sports smart picks and then movies. We'll talk X-Men in a second, but Key, X marks the spot for your sports pick of the week. What are you honing in on, the smart pick in sports? Well, I, I don't ever really pick USC, but I'm picking USC in this game because I got to watch that. It's going to be a night game, and it's in Utah, and it gets weird in Utah at night when we go up there to play. We've lost in the past up there. And, and so, you know, 2-0 and against Arizona State and a come from behind, and then again against Arizona – and now all of a sudden you got an opportunity to maybe send a message to the rest of the college football world to say, hey, we may run the table in our conference. I, I'm, I'm going with USC because if they don't, then I got a message for Clay Hilton. Hmm. Head coach. Yes. Which ESPN is. analyst. Yeah. Clay <laughs> Soon Hilton. to be perhaps. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, I, I put it this way. It will be a message <laughs> loud and clear, and they know how I am when things don't go well for USC. Okay. Okay. I'm pumped for my boys and my household. Coach Ryan Day, let's get this done. Obviously, both my mom and dad graduated from The Ohio State, as they properly have trained me to say since birth. And my wife and her dad and her mom and her brother-in-law all graduated from IU. So all I've been hearing about is how great IU is and that they're going to knock off Ohio State. And even her dad was like, Johnny, he's great. He's like, oh, maybe we should just play the spread. What do you think about it? Want to take the spread? I'm like, no, take your team straight up. Take it straight up, Papa Johnny. Take it straight up. So that's what's happening inside my household this weekend. That number is 20 and a half for Ohio State. It's a top 10 matchup, which shows you just how dominant the Buckeyes have been. Looking for their first win over Ohio State since 1988 is Indiana. I'll take the other game of the Big Ten that nobody's talking Rutgers. about. <laughs> not, not that one. It's actually another Northwestern? game. Northwestern? Yes. 
Northwestern and Wisconsin. Wisconsin is 2-0. Northwestern is 4-0. Someone has to win the West, and with all the attention on the two teams in the East, you never know. Very quietly under the radar, Northwestern with a great defense is 4-0, so that's my smart pick for There's the another weekend. power run by <laughs> Northwestern. Yes, Gain of two. <laughs> right. He's coaching just like the way they played. Trevor so Lawrence's return this weekend, right? That's, that's a big one, big one, too. Keep everything in mind. Plenty of smart picks in sports. All right. As for movies, the smart picks in movies brought to you by Redbox. Available today at Redbox Kiosk and on demand. The next installment in the X-Men film series, The New Mutants. The New Mutants is an action-filled film where young people who demonstrate special powers are forced to undergo treatment at a secret institution, allegedly to cure them of the dangers of their powers. Check out The New Mutants at Redbox today and the entire X-Men series on demand. I just mentioned the entire Xbox series because there certainly is plenty of plenty of X-Men movies to choose from. Jay, I know you're an X-Men guy. Your favorite X-Men flick is? I, I might have to go with Apocalypse um, just because like, that, he's the most powerful mutant and he's been... You know, he's he's looking at me like, what? What the hell are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. I'm with you. So I'm, I'm he, he comes back after waking up after centuries and pretty much recruits Magneto, and they become this powerful force. I got to get you in some of these X Men movies, Key. I'm that, telling you, that that's the worst one. You know, widely considered. Just yeah. wanted to set you up for that. Uh, well, which movie, one? The movie expert. Which one should I select, Jay? What are you on Rotten Tomatoes? How did you figure yeah. that? <laughs> How did you, <laughs> you know? look this out? I know what's going I on. I think you were like Logan. I think you understand Wolverine, like his past, how he comes into a bow as Wolverine. Dark Phoenix is one of my favorites just because, like, Jean Grey, just watching her, first off, she's incredible. And she just kind of spirals out of control, and she realizes that she's one of the most powerful mutants there is as well. So there's a couple of mine, my favorites. Okay. We should mention every single movie Jay mentioned in the X-Men series. Actually, every single one of those is available on Redbox right now to watch anytime you want. Watch new movies and top entertainment, plus try free live TV on Redbox with over 80 channels of news, TV shows, viral videos, and more. Fellas, we are in our final minute of the show. Yeah. Key, I know it was a long day for you yesterday. You did oh, NFL Live. You did our it show. a long day for him? He worked from <laughs> 4 to 5 in the afternoon. He did our show. I worked until 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, 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 again, I came to work after I pulled a double shift. I was at double, work. I worked I until 1 o'clock in the morning shift. on the NBA draft. I pulled a double shift, and I came to work. You know, He covered the NBA draft. Guess what I did? I watched the NBA draft. Guess what I did after that? Did you watch I the- watched the post-NBA draft, and then I still came to work the next day. But we'll leave that alone. I didn't want to get into to it i'm surprised that i realized you was even next to me because i've had a couple people sitting in that chair for the last couple days who was picked 51 of the nba draft since i don't you remember it. okay so you didn't watch it. i don't remember exactly <laughs> the number. your couch no and i going think in out of a no, fog does not was count 51 no he's 50 51 cash was 51 right <laughs> was that a setup question no i no, cash <laughs> was 51 yeah cash <laughs> stanley out of duke yeah that was 51 <laughs> Come on, man. I ain't lazy. <laughs> we got to roll. We're presented by Progressive I'm gonna miss Insurance. the next two weeks because of my tooth. Are you here to miss two days because of your ankle? I couldn't walk. You can walk with You don't tooth. walk at work. You're sitting down. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.